Hi, you're listening to Celluloid Cards Wallop with James and Gemma. Sit down and enjoy yourself, grab a snack, and have some fun. So I came all the way over here, you said you was holding. I didn't say what I was holding. <laughs> Anton Tobias never had much on his mind. Don't you think you should have, like, a goal? My dream life would be to lie around all day in bed and watch TV while somehow Brad delivers me food. And he always had time on his hands. Four bodies have been discovered and the killer is still at large. Until one of them <laughs> got a mind of its own. <laughs> God, I have no control over my hands. <laughs> Makes him do things that I don't want him to do. Aren't you a little old for Ding Dong Ditch? <laughs> Sorry about your bush. I'm gonna call 911. What's the number? I'm not the killer, okay? I mean, if OJ can get off, then I'm sure. You up here? Now, his hand won't stop. I don't want to hurt you. I don't! Ew, that's disgusting. His friends won't die. Dead! Undead, actually. There was this big, bright white light at the end of a long tunnel. That's what happened. You were like, forget that, man. It's too far. And the only way to stop it... Idle hands of the devil's playpen song. Keep my hands occupied, right? ...is to keep it busy. Freeze! Drop the knitting needles. That's probably not a good idea. Put it down! Cut me! Put those needles down, young man! Down! Cut me! Columbia Pictures presents... The police have no leads, and the killer is still out there. He's screaming like a girl. The comedy... Careful, it's on kind of loose. That's where it's starting to get on my nerves. That dares to give scary movies... Hey! Look at me! I'm in the face! The backhand... What you doing, man? That's my dad! Come on! CPR, man! I saw him Baywatch! Did you lose something there, bud? Idle Hands, the touching story of a boy and his hand. Kinky. Fly for white guy. Welcome to this week's Celluloid Codswallop. I'm Gemma. And I'm James. And with us today, we have a special guest, one of our OG listeners. So welcome to the show. And he's also popping his cherry for the first time. Andrew Barr, or Andy, sorry, shall I call you? Yes, please call me Andy, you're not my mum. <laughs> Hi, everyone. <laughs> that night. Will come on, Andy. <laughs> Danke. Oh, yes, yes, we've got two people that can speak German, so ah. feel free to, um, you know, not speak too much German together, but, well, come on. Vielen <laughs> Dank. My German was, was poor. I was there for four and a half years, and I could just about order food. Uh, and in fact, oh, really? I found out. Because <laughs> you survived. Yeah, for the first two years, I didn't realize, but I was actually ordering puppy sandwiches and puppy kebabs because I got my chicken and puppy mixed up because my pronunciation is <laughs> oh that bad. And so, like in the staff canteen, they were just looking at me going, all right, and then would give me a chicken sandwich. But it kind of explains <laughs> the dodgy looks I was getting in the kebab shops reasonably asking for what I thought was a chicken kebab, but actually asking for a puppy kebab. So, yeah. <laughs> Did the staff at work not think to actually tell you that, you know, you were saying the wrong word, that you should be saying such and such? No, no. I think they were just like, oh, bless his English, she's trying. Yes. I think he's this crazy Englishman that's come to us. Yeah. 
<laughs> so, um, because obviously we are here to talk about Idle Hands, so we will get into the film very soon. But also, I just wanted to know how did you go about actually moving to Germany then for four years? Obviously, it's because of your job, I assume. But yeah, yeah. So I've I've been with my company since about two thousand and six, uh, and in two thousand and eleven, they just did some internal review of. Uh, which departments were adding value to the organization I was in. And uh, sadly, mine wasn't. But uh, I got picked up quite quickly by our supposed support organization that we didn't know existed. <laughs> so uh, yeah, I got, pick, oh, okay. got picked up by them and uh, they said, why don't you come work for us? And I went, yeah, all right. And uh, yeah, off I went to Germany because I work for a multinational company. So to get these opportunities, you'd be mad if, you're, if you've got the potential to do it. You've got no no reason not to do it just go out and do it so so yeah i would have loved miami or singapore but uh germany was just as good yeah. where were you in germany because uh, that's where our corporate headquarters uh, are where about oh yeah. where oh, sorry whereabouts was it sorry. oh yeah bonn ah very nice yeah yeah so uh so yeah it was nice it was nice and liberal so not as uh strict as maybe as they are in bavaria but uh yeah sunday I know bavaria, yeah. yeah so you know how dark and backwards they are <laughs> I wouldn't quite know that. There's, a, there's an interesting dynamic. There's a difference between going to places in Germany. So, say, most recently I was in Essen, but then I've been in, you know, Weissensee, yeah. uh, Bavaria area. The whole th- there is definitely a big difference. There's even sort of a difference just in the comedy and humour they have. Yeah, complete different style of things. So, yeah, I understand what you mean on that. That's it. So, uh, so yeah, I was in the, I guess what they would call the liberal crazy north. Uh, that was uh, north. North Rhine Westfalen. Mm-hmm. So uh yeah, that's uh, the party party state. My uncle actually worked in Germany for about twenty years and he lived um near Cologne. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. So yeah. it's yeah, is that nearby yeah. where yeah. where you were or Yeah, yeah, only fifteen okay. fifteen kilometers. So it's about a twenty minute bus ride. Oh, okay. So yeah, really not far at all. Um, yeah, he was in a specific place, but I, you know, I can't even remember where it was to be honest. Because when I went over there, I was probably about fourteen mm. the last time. So yeah, so many moons ago, let's say. He <laughs> <laughs> says that, but really, it's only five years. Ago. <laughs> oh, thank you, James. <laughs> I was waiting for somebody to say that. <laughs> I was trying to calculate how many I could knock off without sounding creepy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I'm happy to be 19. That's no problem. (laughs) Right, okay. Right, on with the reason that we're here. So we're here to talk about Idle Hands, which is a film that when I put a poll out, it came second on the poll. Um, I think about 26 people voted for that one. So it was by far the second but uh yeah andy was quite keen to actually talk about this film which is why you're here today isn't it yeah 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 (laughs) and also it was a film that james had never seen before as well so you've just that's so unnerving to find a film that i've not seen no i know (laughs) just going to read the synopsis of the film so when slacker teen anton tobias who's played by devon suara has his right hand possessed by a demonic force, he finds that his life gets a lot more interesting. While Anton himself 
an admirable guy, his hand proves an appendage of death, killing his two best buddies, Penub, who is played by Eldon Henson, and Mick, played by Seth Green, who return to life as wise-cracking zombies. In addition to murdering those closest to him, Anton's evil hand significantly hinders his chances with lovely neighbour Molly, played by Jessica Alba. Mm, Molly. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So the two boys here are absolutely in love with Molly. <laughs> Not the drug. <laughs> no, not the drug. <laughs> Jessica Alba. But then also I can probably say that, uh, you know, like she's a very beautiful lady as well. So, And of course, you're not at all interested in Jack Noseworthy, who plays Randy. No, no, I'm not. <laughs> there's, there's no interest from you, is there? You know, you can walk past and you wouldn't that. even recognise no. him. Nothing at no. all. Yeah. She didn't even realise he was in the film. Yeah. No, no, not at all. No, he is... Jack Noseworthy is very, very beautiful. And he's, what was it? John Bon Jovi's love child? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The love child of John Bon Jovi. Yeah. Yeah. Although, actually, the reason why I watched this film is because I was absolutely in love with Seth Green at the time. And yeah, there was something about Seth Green and there still is something about Seth Green. Maybe not in the picture that I can see right now. I don't think he ages, to be honest. No, not at all. But he has got a bit of a bushy beard going on and I I just want to shave his face, to be completely honest, so that he's like beautiful again. And just hold Cuspy's face in your hands. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so he is lovely. But at the same time, then I found out that he was like five foot five and I'm six eleven. Uh, six eleven? Christ, wow, I'm not look that at you. Hello, <laughs> <laughs> I'm a mammoth. Yeah. That explains when we met why I got the, got the constant neck ache. <laughs> I'm five eleven, sorry. <laughs> but you know, still, obviously, you know, I was a massive Buffy fan, so that's my first introduction to him, really. So, yeah. I'm rather shocked, Jim. I mean, that's high shaming. Yeah. Thinking back to our PC climate discussion, it's yeah. not high, it's not height shaming. Oh, for God's sake, <laughs> let me start that bit again. Sorry, it's not height shaming. It's just my personal preference. Okay, heightest. no i think it's like you know when you are tall yourself like it is quite nice to actually be able to look up to somebody so that's what's going on here listeners or directly into them them. Mm. yeah or over the top of their heads yeah it's it's freaky for me when i find people at all that mix it yeah how tall are you how tall are you oh how tall jinx one two three (laughs) Uh, six foot two point five i'm six foot two and a half I know that for a fact. I was measured at the hospital, so yeah, six foot two and a half. Yeah, but just fair at your you, at your height, the half is not that important. It is to me. <laughs> <laughs> is anyone sort of below Seth Green's height? That's where the the decimal points yeah. get get important. <laughs> I'm five foot one and a half, actually. Yeah, <laughs> one and three quarters. Just, yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, how the Christ do you know that it's a half as well? But there you go. Obviously, you answered that yeah. question, so. There you go, James. You're taller than me. I can always look up to you. <laughs> I, I only know one person who was notably taller than me was a guy who used to work with you, six foot eight. Wow. I once had an ex-boyfriend who was six ten. That Whoa. was the tallest guy. 
Whoa. Yeah, and he really was 6'10". That's not me just messing up. Wow. That's a tall yeah. person. Wow. Yeah, and he lived in a cottage as well, which was just mental because he just had to crouch the whole time he was walking around. God, that, wow. Yeah, so... Puts a crick in the neck. Yeah. Yeah, yeah definitely. So, yeah. Uh, and how... You know, because we've gone off topic again, <laughs> but how tall are you, Andy? <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm 180 centimetres. <laughs> what are you in feet, please? <laughs> <laughs> five foot 11 rounded up. It's about five foot 10 something. Yeah. Ah, okay, so we're all up, yeah. we're all about the same height, really. Yeah. Apart it. from James, who towers above us all. Yeah. Thank you, Kit. <laughs> With this half an inch. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Those two and a half inches count. <laughs> Damn right, you <laughs> do. My mum said. <laughs> what is your mum looking at that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you're going to watch your father. Sorry, that wasn't really that made me laugh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so idle hands yes <laughs> let's steer this one back yeah yeah meow so uh yeah let's start let's uh well not not start because this is all staying in but let's uh let's talk about the film for a little bit so yeah we're veering onto the rumble strips on the motorway we need to get back onto the road yeah exactly yeah those cat's eyes are making this a bumpy ride so you, basically, for anybody who hasn't seen this film, I highly recommend you actually go out and actually watch this film. It mm. is a comedy horror, so it's not supposed to be a typical horror. Although, actually, when you watch the, uh, not intro, what's the, what's the bit of the beginning of the film? Is it an intro? I'd call it an or, intro, pre-credit, because mm. yeah, it's the credits roll, yeah, pre-credit intro. Yeah, yeah so that bit it Epilogue. actually. It actually does give the impression that it is a horror film yeah. in that bit because there's a lot of like you know blood and red paint and you know it's yeah. all it's all the typical fonts and stuff like that that would give you the idea that it's actually a horror. Yeah, yeah. The MPP MPRR rating is an R. Oh, which is fifteen okay, so in English an, money. Oh, 15, is it? I yeah. thought that would have been um, eighteen, but yeah. oh no, so no, you're right. It's an eighteen. Yeah, yeah, eighteen yeah. In the United Kingdom. Sorry. Yeah, no, that's okay. You, we're all allowed to make one mistake. Ah, ah, no, actually, I have to now recorrect myself because it was re-rated to a fifteen. Ah, okay. Is that like yeah, a re-release on DVD or something? Yeah, they, they took out the mild reference to drug taking, probably. A mild reference. Yeah. Mild. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's it's throughout the whole film. How can you take it out? <laughs> it's, it's only it's only weed. That's mild. No, but it says in the in the rating it says. Um, oh God, I'm not going to try and pronounce that, but it's like lots of teen drug use. Yeah. yeah. Rated <laughs> R for is. horror, violence, and gore. Pervasive teen, teen drug use, language, and sexuality. Well, I think that get, uh, you know, like that's a pretty high rating. Yeah. Mm. I can understand a 15 because there's no, there's no sex involved or anything like that, and there's ah, not really ah, any gore. Ah. No set, are you sure? Oh, I suppose that, yeah, mm. in the car scene, yeah. there yeah, is, yeah. so, yep. yeah, maybe. And on maybe the bed so, with, with Molly. Yes, but that was only that was only kissing, really, wasn't it? Because that's all you ever saw. Or heavy petting. And a bit of bondage when he tied his hand to the uh, the bed. But we're skipping yes. ahead there. Sorry. <laughs> we are. Spoilers. We are skipping. <laughs> so Come back to, to start... the light, Andy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I just learned right, that, that, that bit's just like permanently burnt into my TV now. <laughs> <laughs> come on, let's rein it back. Yeah. <laughs> right, so this film starts basically that the parents of Anton are going to bed after a very successful Halloween evening. Mm-hmm. And basically, the wife is doing the typical thing of, did you blow out the candles? Mm-hmm. You know, because all the pumpkins are lit. And, in you know, husband says, yes, 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 I did. Blah, blah, blah. And then they hear a noise. And, of course, this woman isn't uh, a feminist. She sends her. <laughs> so I'm trying to link it all back together. <laughs> she sends her husband. Yeah. 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 Actually, before that, actually, we see a sign, don't we, above the wall, uh, on, on the, the ceiling. It's on sorry. the ceiling. Yeah. Yeah. So, because uh, they turn off the lights and everything, go to bed, and then they look up to the ceiling, and there's a message on the on the ceiling. Who wants to say what it said? I'm under the bed. I'm under the bed. That's what it said. Uh, so they obviously freak out, turn the lights on, and then that's when they hear the noise. And the woman uh, says to her husband, please go down and investigate. Well, doesn't say please. She just shoves him out the door near enough. But he thinks it's all a big joke, doesn't he, by the boy? Yeah, little scooter. Yeah. Little yes, scooter. that was yeah. the one scooter. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And he wouldn't even scoot off the couch to help out with the Halloween decorations. No. He's a bad man. Yeah. He is. Well, he's not bad. He's just incredibly lazy. <laughs> yeah. He's a typical stoner teenage boy, isn't he, really? Yeah. So then, you know, there's a big crash downstairs when the father's gone down. So then that means, obviously, then the mother has to then go and find out what's happened. They don't turn the lights on in the house, which is a bit annoying, but... There you go. I suppose they didn't want to alarm anybody who'd broken in. But, you know, it turns out then she's she's trying to find out what's gone on and she slips in a pile of blood. <laughs> and she only realises when she's rubbing her hands together that there's a consistency of blood, basically, isn't it? Yep. She forgets about the sign, apparently, on the ceiling and runs upstairs. You know, this bit really annoyed me in a way. But it, I, I suppose it was acted that way just to be frustrating. The way she was dialing the phone, because mm. <laughs> she was dialing 911 and she's going like, there's this massive, like, 10 second pause between each number. Yeah. Like she was <laughs> hunting like... and pecking. Nine. Yeah. One. Where's one? Where's one? Oh, a oh, one. Uh, yeah. <laughs> And then she gets pulled under the bed. She does. Yeah, she gets pulled under the bed because she'd forgotten about the sign and she gets killed. Yeah. <laughs> so that is the, yeah. <laughs> and that's all you need to know, really. Yeah. Thank you for listening, everyone. Yeah. <laughs> it's been a pleasure. See you next week. Yeah. <laughs> but we go through yeah, saving really. Private Ryan. <laughs> we might have to do that one now. So basically, then it skips forward to Anton who is waking up in, you know, like he's scruffy looking, typical scruffy looking kid, isn't he really? And wakes up and he's got headphones on during his sleep. And he sort of whips it off his head as if he hates the song and then puts the headphones back on. And it's exactly the same (laughs) song that's playing. Which is extremely very well coordinated for a stoner. Mm. 
which did, yes did, for me for the film it kind of ruins it a bit because it, it just it's not real yeah it just ruins it for me no there's no way that it can happen is it yeah. <laughs> i like the fact andy was looking for realism in this yeah <laughs> which is why i don't like a lot of films because there's not a lot of realism in them <laughs> This ad for me is just a lie. Yeah. <laughs> I suppose the realism comes in that two days had passed and he hadn't even realised that his parents weren't yeah. really there. Yeah. <laughs> or in fact dead. Because yeah. that's what they were. They were dead. So Off he tr- Yeah, so sorry. Go on. So yeah, then you know, he wakes up, he's he's resynced his music and wanders downstairs misses the the big smear of blood on the floor yep and then this is another bit of a bugbear for me i find this film is very anti-cat because they've got a cat and a dog and the dog is a big wuss but the cat is the killer who then goes and licks all the blood but the the stupid dog is going feed me my biscuits you know (laughs) and then later on you, you see the cat playing with the eyeball but the dog you know that that's an animal that will eat you know so i think the film is very anti-cat so mm. it did lose a score for me on that but yeah he misses all the clues that there's been a foul murder yeah and he's shouting out that the dog is no milk and there's no <laughs> dog food so it's yeah. a typical teenage isn't it you know nothing yeah, in the that- cupboards yeah. Mom, yeah. we're out of milk. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't get my chocolate I asked for. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so even though he doesn't get a response from his mum or his dad, he then just decides to sit down on the sofa and puts the TV on. I think it's cartoons that he's watching at this point. See, the cut, it sort of goes between cartoons and uh, rock music. Yeah, MTV, which, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, right up my street. So that's that's very good for me. Uh, a bit of Rob Zombie as well, which is awesome. Mm. Love Rob Zombie. And yeah, so he's he's got a little bit of weed left in because he's got an inhaler, hasn't he? That he is as basically as his bong. It's very crafty. Yeah, and uh, so he's got a little bit of a uh, little bit of weed left in there. So after doing the incense, he then starts lighting up mm-hmm. and enjoying basically mm. getting stoned and then he runs out <laughs> and he picks up his phone doesn't he and uh, you think he's calling his dealers but he's not he's calling his buddies he is yeah and he wants them to come and drop him off some uh, some weed and they're like no no you gotta no this isn't dominoes yeah <laughs> yeah so uh, yeah that's where he gets up and you think he's going to get dressed and get out but he doesn't, does he? He just slips on his mum pink fluffy slippers. And her, is it her dressing gown he slips on? That wouldn't surprise me. I can't yeah. remember, but that really wouldn't no. surprise me. It, it wasn't... I don't think he wore a dressing gown, but then I I could be wrong as well. But either way, yeah, he, he basically had his boxer shorts on, his mum's slippers, and this skanky T-shirt with potentially a dressing gown on as well, but we can't remember. So... That's it. <laughs> Yeah, and then obviously he goes over and his two friends are there on the couch and they make out that they haven't actually got the weed that they said that they did, even though secretly they did have it. And they're telling him really to get his life together. Mm. Yeah, which is kind of ironic. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) He's a waste of space. He's lazy. He needs to get out and get a job, earn his own money for weed. Yeah. Yeah. They're parenting him, basically. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> just re- re-emphasizing the fact that he's a lazy, lazy, idle man. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then this is the moment when Jessica Alba comes into play. Super slow-mo. Yeah, super slow motion on a motorbike. <laughs> yeah. Or uh, it was a motorbike, wasn't it? Yeah, a little so, scooter. Yeah, kind of thing. And basically, yeah, she's riding in and what's his name? Anton has got a massive, massive crush on her. So he's looking, he's looking through the basement window mm. and he's just staring up at her. And then he notices that she dropped her music book because she actually writes her own lyrics. Oh, I think one was called Devil Girl. Which he oh, yeah. sings to her very badly, doesn't he, later on? Yeah. Yeah. Devil Girl, something, something got gum in her hair and something on her shoes. <laughs> shoes. <laughs> he then notices the book and he then was went to go out of the window. But then Penub, he offers him some jeans, doesn't he? Mm. Because obviously he wants to make a first impression. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so after doing that, he then runs, gets the book, and very shyly, well, it's, a, it's about f- 10, 15 seconds is that he's outside the door, sort of, you know, like trying to work out where, it, it, whether he should bring the doorbell or not, isn't it really? So. And then he, d- yeah. d- does he press it, run through the book? G- yeah. He, uh, oh no, he, he goes to ring the doorbell, but then she opens the door. Mm. Yeah, and then he just sort of throws the book at her and then sort of runs, walks off quite quickly as she's sort of calling after him saying, thank you, you know, like, you know, <laughs> trying to make conversation. And he's like, no, I really don't want to. I, I just want to walk away. <laughs> he's shy. He is shy. Mm. Yeah. It's quite, he's quite a sweet character in a way, isn't he? True. Yeah. <laughs> so I guess you guys probably wouldn't use the word sweet, but, you know. He, he means no harm. Well, he might have but... <laughs> yeah, he's harmless, yeah. That's true, he is harmless. He, he, yeah, he's lovable. Yeah. Other events kind of happen, then eventually sort of get into the good bits, basically, is when, like, Anton realises... The shit has really hit the fan. Yeah, the shit has hit the fan, and he's realised that his uh, his parents are actually dead. So this is, bearing in mind, this is two days on from them actually being killed. <laughs> so. Yeah, so he's he's done, because the the, um, the boys recommended that he smokes nutmeg and uh, oregano, or oregano for the Americans. Um, yeah. So he's, he's back home, he's got, the, he's got the music on, and he's rolling up his smoke, and uh, he has his coughing fit. And then I think it's that is at that point that he sees the uh, he hears a noise, doesn't he? Yeah. Well, he's actually no, because he's actually making himself a sandwich, isn't he? And yeah. he yes, he, he uses the knife that his parents were killed with. Mm. Yeah. yeah he's totally isn't he oblivious to the blood on the knife? That's it. <laughs> yeah. Until he takes a bite out of it, and then it's like, <gasps> yeah. And that's where he spots the cat eating the eyeball. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. That- Yep, I remember that. Ooh. Yeah, not good. So yeah, so then he's pushing the he's pushing his dog around the corner to try and you know like if there's a killer, then he's hoping that the dog is going to be able to save him. But the dog is so soppy that it's it's not going to do anything. Yeah. <laughs> Just look at him and go, "What are you doing? Why are you yeah. pushing me? What? <laughs> oh, it's a nice dog though. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's super cute. The yeah. cat's super cute as well. Bones. 
Yeah. The cat was called Bones. That's an amazing name. Yeah. <laughs> I don't remember the dog's name, actually, to be fair, but it's irrelevant, I suppose. Actually, <laughs> now thinking, oh, it's the dog. It's the dog on the cast. That's, no, actually, that's what I'm looking as well. I'm looking at a picture of the dog, but I can't, I don't find a name for the dog. Yeah. <laughs> I suppose it doesn't really matter for this, uh, this moment in time anyway. Well, it says that Robert Englund. Robert Englund was involved in this somehow. Sorry, I'm sidetracking. Maybe he was involved in getting made. Yeah, maybe. Maybe he was, yeah. Um. So then, yeah, so he's basically, he gets really scared and he jumps under the duvet of his parents' bed and the dog jumps in with him and, you know, they're just hiding out. Something happens that makes him jump and basically, like, turns over in the bed and he sees the sign that says, I'm under the bed. Oh, yes, because that's where he goes and hides under the blanket. And Yes, yeah, he does. Sorry, James, did you just send me something? That was me, sorry. I was just saying Robert Unglund is the voice of uh, the hand. Oh, yeah. okay. Thank you. <laughs> sorry. Because <laughs> I just saw this pop up and I was like, what? <laughs> so I've, I've got to slip back into work mode where I'm on conference calls and I'm talking to someone on IM. <laughs> I'm listening, really. Yeah. <laughs> sorry, sorry, I missed the question. Um, the line went bad. Could you say that again, please? <laughs> <laughs> oh, have you tried turning it off and on again? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so then, yeah, so he runs down the stairs because he's seen this sign hmm. and falls into the uh, two, well, what he thinks is two statues of pumpkins. But when the pumpkins break... It's his parents that are that have been stood there for like the last two days. I keep making reference to the fact that it's two days because I feel You're like that's important. Shot by it's <laughs> two days, <laughs> two whole days, <laughs> two full days to realise that his parents are dead. Did he not love his and, parents? Um, <laughs> you get this awesome scene where it's uh, basically the the mother and father on either side of him, you know, and he's in the middle, and he's sort of freaking out because you know his pa- he's realised that his parents are dead. At that point, Mick and Nub turn up, or Penub, whatever his name is, and uh, basically they they just sort of come over to see him, haven't they? Yeah, and um... yeah. They're stood there. He's trying to tell them what's gone on, and they're stood there. He's, they're stood there, mesmerised by the hip hop video. <laughs> and they, when they do finally sort of snap to, they see the bodies on the floor, and they just think it's one of the the family pranks because they throw such great Halloween parties. Yeah. So uh, yeah. And then when realisation sets in, um, Nub then starts trying to do CPR on the mum. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> a bit late for that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and in all the in all the shock and everything, they well they find the word Ant on the on the floor, which of course is short for Anton. Uh I don't know what Ant if Anton is short for anything, yeah. but I guess Anthony. But Antonio. anyway. Uh might be, yeah. But yeah, so there's Ant written on the floor in blood. They all think, oh, my God, the killer knows your name, you know, kind of thing. And Because and... Mick's got hold of his T-shirt as well, though, that he, found, he finds in the uh, the hand of the, I think it's the mum. Yes. Yeah, it is the mum. Yeah. And so then he puts two and two together, literally, and realises that it is the T-shirt, you know, it is the fabric from his T-shirt. And it all then goes 
horribly but comically wrong. Yeah. <laughs> I'm saying it goes very, very south very, very quickly. Yes, it does. <laughs> yeah, Mick runs off, doesn't need to make a phone call. He does. Nuts it's yeah, there, he's... sparking up his bowl. He, that's his way yeah. of coping. <laughs> he says, priorities, right? Yeah. You know. Yeah, he says, I need to call 911. What's the number again? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a very cliche joke, but good one all the same. Very good. Very good, Jake. Yeah, so then, like, Anton follows him into the kitchen, pulls the phone out of the wall, and says, Look, you know, you can't call the police. Like, you know, this is going to look bad for me, kind of thing. You know, I didn't do it. I'm not, I'm not the killer. Because uh, he's still not 100% believing that he is the killer at this point. Mick then opens the fridge and Anton grabs a bottle out of the fridge and then smashes it into Mick's head. Ugh. So basically he's got this bottle that's basically just killed him, really, isn't it? And uh, it's coming out of his brain. It does look very freaking cool, though. Yeah, it does. And yeah, and... Like, obviously, to talk about the special effects in this movie, that I really enjoyed the makeup side of things because to make it look like that bottle was actually coming out of his head and also the fact that it had a bit of liquid in it as well because when he first falls over, you can hear it sort of slosh. Mm -hmm. It's very cleverly done. You know, there's a lot of CGI stuff nowadays, but in this sense, it was, you know, very, very cleverly done, basically. So. Yeah. What I really yeah. enjoyed about that whole sequence that kind of leads on to the, the, the next couple of scenes is Devon's acting. It really makes you feel like that hand is not part of, well, it's part of him, but it's not controlled mm. by him. And the, yeah. You know, the, the way that he just grabs the bottle out of Mick's hand, smashes it, and then you know, smashes it into his head. And then when Mick comes in to investigate, the way that his, his hand is pulling him towards Nub. You know, and mm. that whole sequence, and you know, you know, when he after he's killed Nub, when he chases him into the when Nub runs down into the basement, doesn't he? Yeah, he does. And he said, "No, oh, don't go in there. It's the basement. You can't get out." And of course, in, inevitably, he smashes the door, a la Shining style, and uh, yep. gets in and uh, corners Nub. But Nub manages to escape. Um, but just as he gets to the top, he get, you know, uh, Anton's evil hand throws the uh, the saw blade at him and it takes his head off which you really loved yeah. didn't you the way that it came through yeah. and just fell off and onto the floor yeah i really did because it was like it, it it was also the fact that you know like he finished his sentence yeah. at the bottom yeah. of the stairs so like it was like anton this is not and then it was like cool, cool. <laughs> <laughs> There's just this that's head it. on its own. <laughs> yeah, but then yeah, Anton goes upstairs to try to take stock of it all, and then they're sitting down, and he wants to watch cartoons, and the the hand wants to watch the uh, the evil horror hand thing. Yeah, because when he changes the channel, you've got the hand coming out of the uh, out of the grave, and it's this fantastic yeah. scene of him trying to get the remote control back from his own hand, and it's just very. I, I, I just that was one of the most enjoyable scenes for me, just the way that he acted with his, uh, with his hands. So you like yeah. the prosthetics, I like the hand acting. <laughs> yeah. And um, and then when the hand, you know, like when he finally did gain the remote, then, of course, unfortunately, the cat turns up again, <laughs> gets swung round by its tail yeah. and flung out to the neighbour girl's, um, to Molly's, basically, house. 
Isn't mm. it? So. More cat cruelty. See, again, very anti-cat. I think very so. Anti-cat. Yeah, that's my main takeaway. It's an anti-cat film. It's got nothing mm. to do with stoners. It's just trying to heap abuse onto cats. <laughs> yeah. A feline friend. Yeah. <laughs> we need to start up a mission. Yeah. Uh, p- uh, petition. Yeah. A mission for cats. <laughs> I like it. Yeah. <laughs> You're a bit young to You're be the crazy cat island. lady, though, Gemma. <laughs> no, especially as I haven't got any. Yeah. <laughs> if you want, but I would like one. You could be on your own on an island, surrounded by cats. <gasps> I'd love it. I would love it. And haven't they yeah. got a, a rabbit island as well in Japan? I don't know. There's, that wouldn't surprise me, you know. There's an island that's overrun with snakes as well. Yeah, because no, 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 not for me. There's there's one abandoned island that's got cats on. Loads of feral, feral cats, and then there's one with loads of feral bunnies. And people oh. go over and feed them, and they just oh. get absolutely mobbed by hundreds of uh, rabbits. Sorry. Anyway, I've taken us off course again. Sorry. Sorry, Skipper. Yeah, but we, you educated us. Yeah. It's all good. Yeah. No, that's good. That's good. Yeah, that's fine. I, I don't like this island of full of snakes, though. That that one can just that one can just sink. I'm pretty sure the people who have to deal with it don't like it either. Yeah, no. Well, I think I'd just leave it alone. I thought that is what they do. Ah, uh, okay. Well, that's all right then. <laughs> or is that Australia? Because you know they're full of snakes and things well, that can kill, kill you. in Australia, well, bloody hell. Yeah. <laughs> so what happens next? So yeah, so he takes stock of the situation, and he's sitting down. He's uh. He's smoking. And, I've done that bit. Oh yeah, and doesn't it then cut to? Um, so yeah, he's 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 playing with the remote control, and then it all he manages to sedate his hand somehow, doesn't he? Does he tuck it under his armpit? He he does, yeah, because then he runs out to try and find his cat. Yeah, he? that's it. And and uh, then that is when it's the sort of ding dong ditch yeah. moment yeah. with the neighbor girl. So with Molly. Yeah. That you know, like the hand has got his thing, it got the finger on the bell, like constantly ringing it, but he's trying to pull away from it. Actually, I think and... we skipped, haven't we skipped on a bit? Because that's after the, the the boys come back to life. Because doesn't it then cut to the demon hunter, where she goes to the prison? Yes, there is the demon hunter. You're right. Oh, okay. Yes, that's right. Yes, yeah, so the sequence of events is so. Yeah, it, it, so after he's he's gone out looking for the cat, then yeah, it cuts to the jail where she's gone in to see. An inmate who was yeah, the previous character, isn't it? Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah, and her name is Debbie Lecure. <laughs> oh, yeah. Amazing! I like that. Yeah. <laughs> Canadian, <Sick> obviously. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so she re- um, she goes in to see She's... the prisoner, and she realizes the the hand has a has escaped the body and looking for a, a new host. She's clearly spirited. Yeah. Oh, that's bad. Oh, that's a, that's a Saturday evening family TV joke. Yeah. <laughs> it's the kind of joke yeah. that normally gets cut, to be yeah. honest, Andy. Yeah. Yeah, go, go, go sorry, sorry you're having to see this. On the comedy step. <laughs> and think about what you've just done. Yeah, I'll put my dunce hat on. You don't even deserve a dunce yeah. hat. <laughs> I, I, I want from you in the next five minutes, I, I want a hundred lines, I will not tell puns. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't the 1970s. <laughs> oh, dear. 
Anyway. Yeah, so, so yeah, so she's she's really hacked off that she's missed the the, uh, the 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 evil hand. So she jumps back into her RV slash um, mobile camper home van. camper home. Yeah. yeah, and she has an epiphany, doesn't she, when she's putting a cross on the map? And uh, there's yes. things like she she hasn't been doing it as she goes along because there's only like one or two crosses on the map in the sort of the top right hand part. And then something twigs and she's looking at all the news articles that these weirdos always mean to pin on their boards. And then she yeah. draws out all the crosses in a circle and then she fills it in and it becomes a pentagram. Of course it becomes a pentagram. Yeah. So then she knows where she needs to head to. Yeah. <laughs> and off she goes. Wherever this is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And cut to scenes of bad driving. Yes. Cutting up lanes of traffic, nearly causing accidents. Yeah, big time. Yeah. <laughs> so then it must follow on to the scene of the ding-dong ditch. I guess that is the mm. next bit. No, it's then um, in the back garden where he's uh, Anton's then buried his uh, mum, dad, Nub and uh, Mick. Okay. Oh, yeah, because it's, yeah, it's stacking up somewhat, isn't it? Yeah. Sorry. Actually, no, <laughs> sorry. I, I, I think, Gemma, actually, you might have been right. I'm pretty sure I am. <laughs> don't, yeah, don't argue with it. Yeah. I've learned that. I try not to be sexist, but you, you are a lady, and we know ladies are always right. Yeah, no, that's it's not sexist. It's, yeah. it's just the truth. Yeah. This, this isn't that Harry Enfield sketch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, yeah. So Anton is at the door of the lovely, lovely Molly, and ringing the doorbell, and he's. Put, you know, it's, he's sort of, it, well, he's ringing the doorbell, but it's the hand that's ringing the doorbell. So he really doesn't want to, hmm. but he's got his foot against the door or the wall or whatever. And he's really pushing against it so that he can actually break free. And then, you know, it's, it sort of like comes to her opening the door and he's sort of fallen over the, over the banister, you know. Yeah, the balcony. Whatever yeah. Balcony. Yeah. Yeah, that's the word that I was looking for. Yeah. Things that we don't have. Yes. Yes. White picket fences. What are they? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, although I like the idea of white picket fence, I have to say. But very David Lynch. Yes. <laughs> so she's like. You too old to be playing Ding Dong Ditch. <laughs> that was spot on. <laughs> I know. <laughs> and so, yes. Yeah, where so where then, is she from again? I don't know. <laughs> I'm just trying to make myself sound more feminine. <laughs> and so, of course, then she invites him up, but the hand is nodding his head yes and you know then i will let one of you gentlemen take over this scene because i know you're yours. both itching to hear it's it all yours, Andy. no i feel i can do as, as much justice as your uh elocution could yes i think james you should do it uh no i'm gonna have to i can't remember on this one so i'm gonna have to surrender to andy oh andy okay <laughs> so yes, as the the sultry girl next door act, then uh, she drags him upstairs. Yes, I don't know. I can't remember the her, the pretense for going up to her bedroom when her parents aren't in. But yeah, so off they go, and uh, 
he shuts the door behind her and uh, I guess a letter opener and a, and a knife, doesn't he? Yeah. Or it could be a nail file, nail, anything yeah. like that kind of thing. Yeah. So he's, he's, he knows he's going to potentially get lucky, but he's obviously got to keep an eye on his hand. And uh, you see he's struggling to keep control of his hand as she's uh, sashaying across the bedroom to her um, desk. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, that's where he sings his lovely song, which you, you sung earlier. So you might have to cut that one back in. Yeah, I think I'll cut him singing it in because that was so much better than what I sang. (laughs) (laughs) Here it is now. You never gave me a chance to thank you earlier. That book is really important to me. So, nothing cooler than a chick bass guitar player. Especially one that writes her own lyrics. I mean, you read them? Uh, I couldn't help looking in the book. They're amazing, you know. Look, I even got my favorites memorized. Devil girl with nothing to lose. She got wind in her hair and gum on her shoes. <laughs> huh? I was like 13 when I wrote that. Yeah, well. They're amazing. Thanks. And we're back. And we're back. It sounded great. (laughs) It sounded great. (laughs) I mean, they should they should record that immediately and released it. It Would have been a top ten hit. Oh, absolutely. Top five. So so then he yeah basically ties his hand up to the bedpost, doesn't it? Yeah, after a a heavy petting session where he's grabbing her neck and and stuff like that and getting all rough and tumble, and he bites his thumb. Yeah. <laughs> and she's obviously like, you know, <laughs> suffocating yeah. because, you know, in both circumstances, he's, uh, you know, squishing her throat, basically. So, yeah, so he decides to tie himself up and then she's like, oh, I like you. You're so kinky. <laughs> or can we just stop there? I'll just get some tissues and some hand cream because that's uh, very alluring. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear you know we pay a lot of money for this sort of conversation <laughs> <laughs> this is for the uh, eventual patron that you guys should set up <laughs> yeah yeah all this bit's getting cut out now <laughs> Gemma says things seductively <laughs> Podcast. episode one <laughs> talking codswallop after hours yeah. <laughs> the dark side of yeah. codswallop <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, again, the, the hand just gives up, doesn't it? It, it? it struggles for a bit, and then it's just resigned to its fate, you know, and then yeah. starts acting like a proper wingman and just lets Anton get on with it. Yeah. And then, of course, his par- their parents turn up. Which is the, the, the bane of every teenager's uh, life, is the parents coming home mid-session. Mm. Yes. Boil sports, aren't they? I think that's why teenagers are always so angry, because of all that. Just about, and then parents come home. So they've got all that pent-up frustration and energy. (laughs) Yeah, I think you could be right there. (laughs) Definitely. (laughs) So then Anton then heads back home, and then that's when he buries the four bodies. And as he's he's just laying down the flowers, and, you know, he's saying saying a bit of a prayer and, you know, kind of, you know, trying to sort of make it a bit of a ceremony for just himself because everybody else around him's dead. He hears Mick's voice and he, he's trying to work out, obviously, why can I hear Mick's voice? And, you know, he's sort of Mick's making out that, you know, he, he was just knocked unconscious. You know, I need to, you need to let me back up, you know, otherwise mm. I, can't, I can't breathe, you know, and then 
him, uh, Mick and Penub come up from the ground and they are zombies. <laughs> so, yay, zombies! <laughs> Before zombies became really cool, you had the, these, this film with these zombies. Yeah, exactly. Fuck you, Walking Dead, fuck you. Yeah, it's more like a Shaun of the Dead kind of zombie, isn't it, than a, a Walking Dead kind of zombie? Yeah, Walking Dead would have been a whole different show had it been based on Idle Hands. <gasps> oh, it would have been amazing. Uh, needs to be a TV series. I think we need to. I think we need to contact Warner Brother or something. The Stones dead. Yeah, we can make it happen. Yeah, if we harass them enough. Yeah. <laughs> and then um, I think Penup hits him on the head with the shovel. Yeah. And knocks him out. And basically, he wakes up in the morning and he thinks that he's woken up from a dream. So he comes running down the stairs and he sees the back of, you know, Mick's head and he's like, oh man, I just had the worst dream, blah, blah, blah. And then he, as he walks around the corner, he knows that it wasn't a dream. It was all real. Uh, especially as he can see one of his friends with a severed head on the sofa. <laughs> just staring at the TV, uh, catching yeah. cheezos in his mouth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is just insane. At this point, though, uh, Mick and Penub have decided to forgive him, forgive Anton. You know, they were a bit pissed off, obviously, initially, because, you know, they they were killed by him. But then they've, you know, they're just back to being friends and, you know, sort of hanging out. Because that's what friends do. They forgive each other. Yeah. I mean, what's the, you know, the, the murder between friends? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Save them a long, miserable life having to work. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. And they can uh, they can smoke as much weed as they want now. Yeah. <laughs> this is when Jack Noseworthy, a.k.a. Randy, comes into play. Because he is the dishiest guy ever. So if there's any female listeners that are listening to this episode, you know, they've got the gentleman on this podcast... Uh, as long as I'm allowed to call you gentlemen, of course. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's a very loose term when it comes to me, but come on. <laughs> yeah. None of you are gentle. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so for all you lovely ladies out there, a character called Randy, who does look like bon, uh, John Bon Jovi's love child, and he's so beautiful. He also looks like a cross between... And that and somebody else that I was thinking of. I think a bit of Heath Ledger as well, actually. So he's very hunky. He also and has he... my old hairstyle. Oh, you mm. didn't. Yeah, I used to have long hair. <laughs> yeah, but in that kind of wavy stadium rock way. Kind of. I mean, yeah, I did have it like his style um, at one stage. I had even longer at one point past my shoulders. There's long hair, then there's the blow dry. Anyway, we're talking about Randy. We're not talking. About, we're talking about Randy. We're not talking about James and his bloody long hair. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Photos or didn't happen, James. <laughs> get that. Get that as your new profile picture on Twitter. Yeah. Anyway. Oh God. Are we still talking about Randy? Oh, geez, that's all you talk about. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's me drooling anyway so he's he's, a he's, a, uh, <laughs> he's basically stood outside of his car 
And he is because two characters that died were the something twins. I can't remember their names, but they worked at a fast food place. Does either of you remember the twins' name? Pass. Pass. Okay. Well, they were obviously irrelevant because <laughs> <laughs> because they, you know, they died. But nobody, you didn't, never really saw them. But they were the geekiest kind of guys ever. Those poor actors. Can you imagine? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it would be nothing to nobody. Yeah. All they were were the photograph, basically, weren't they? So, yeah, so they, they've been, they're two of the victims that have been killed by the evil hand. And so Randy is there at the, the site where people are laying flowers and they're sort of like crying and things. And he sees a beautiful girl and he, he walks over to her and is, you know, sort of doing the smooth talking stuff basically all of a sudden then you see anton running around the corner he completely cock blocks randy because he's talking about his evil hand yeah. that's taking over yeah saved a girl from a me too moment yeah yeah definitely <laughs> note to the editor we've, we've done what we did last time because the first time we meet your boyfriend is um yeah. at the very beginning where he first goes to return the book to molly oh yes because yes. he, he, he says something like great outfit there anton that's it yeah i forgot i forgot he was in that scene yeah so if you go um, back to your original recording you put yourself a little note to editor in there to swap them over so you could probably take the piece from that if you still got it not that i'm telling you how to suck that's eggs some good memory yeah, feel, you know feel free to tell me how to edit my own podcast yeah. now and, and then you know? i think maybe if you know if you up the levels a bit on on the left side <laughs> Yeah. Because I actually okay. know the right side because I'm deaf on my right side. So yeah, duff. Oh, uh, okay. Oh well, I'll make it. I'll make it really, really loud yeah. on the left side yeah. for you. <laughs> and by the way, the rider I asked for didn't arrive. The what? The rider. The ri- well, what did you ask for in your rider? I asked for only brown M and M's. Only brown ones. Yeah. Oh, I thought you said only uh, the yellow. Oh, ones. I sent them. Yeah. But no, nothing turned up. I can't up. believe they never arrived. I sent yeah. them. Probably went to they my had neighbors. the talking cods while a blogo on them. Oh, your custom ones. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to, to be fair, they, they might be all the ones that I ate. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah they were white to begin with. <laughs> oh, sorry, I got us off track again. Yes, I'm on fire tonight as well, though, so it's all good. <laughs> so this, uh, this episode is going to be should have been idle hands. Yeah. <laughs> this is the true meaning of talking codswallop in one episode. It is. It is. To be fair, like I'm quite enjoying this episode because like people listening are probably thinking, what the hell is yeah. going on? But it is a lot of fun. So yeah. I hope you guys are still listening out there yeah. and you haven't turned us off at this point. Yeah. Just imagine <laughs> what the conversation got... would be like if we were all drinking. Uh-huh. Yeah, that would be. <laughs> it would be messy. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> be microcosm into the uh, the English ant mute world. Yes, yes, indeed. But back to the anyway. Film. Yes. So anyway, so Randy gets cock blocked, and then that's when he then storms off, and he then drives through all of the you know like the flowers and everything, and goes through the drive through to place his order for whatever he's going to have. That's when Anton decides to run in and become an employee. He needs to speak to Randy because he knows about 
the devil because he listens to devil's music, you know, very stereotypical yeah. thing. Rock and roll. <laughs> so, yeah. Yes. Apparently I know everything about the devil because I've been listening to him since I was 14. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> Any tips? <laughs> None yet. <laughs> Don't eat yellow snow. Oh yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. So he gets, he gets some advice and he then gets told that, you know, the actual uh, you know, this is when the the film actually begins to make sense why it's called Idle Hands because this is when Randy turns around and he says, "Idle Hands are the devil's playground." That yep. uh, Anton go home and start knitting <laughs> <laughs> with his two dead friends. <laughs> Sat either side. Sat either side. Yeah, he's just knitting a blanket or whatever he's knitting, and. You know, they're just watching Tally and I think Rob Zombie's on at that point. He, at some point, Rob Zombie's on anyway. He's on that one. Yeah. Because a little, He's on little that one, isn't weird it? thing that I didn't realise, not weird, but it's just a little for me, was the song that was playing at the beginning when he was smoking the nutmeg was by a yeah. German band. It's a German oh, okay. rock song by a German band, which I didn't realise until I looked at my phone and it told me. I was like, oh, that's his Deutsch. Mm. Do you know who it was? Because I quite liked it. Um, hold the line caller. Call is important to us. It wasn't Rammstein. No, no. find it and then you can probably edit edit it back into the conversation oh are you telling me how to edit my podcast again are you second time uh, andy uh, oh. I, i've only done 38 episodes uh, andy only 38 oh, i haven't even done one yet <laughs> shut up i know what i'm doing <laughs> yeah this is when policemen turn up at their door because we haven't mentioned the policeman yet but yeah, they are kind of like, you know, basically they were in Anton's school, but they were a couple of years above and they were never invited to sort of hang out with Anton because they weren't very cool. So mm. that's basically the reason why they're ousted, really. They get a noise complaint. So they turn up at Anton's door. Anton is still knitting away because he's distracting the hand. Yeah, he's going to keep busy. Yeah, he's keeping busy. And he's sort of saying, please cuff me, you know, and put me in prison so that he doesn't hurt anybody again. But they keep saying, put down the needles, put down the needles, you know, <laughs> knitting needles, I mean. goes Again, it goes horribly wrong. The knitting needles go into the side of uh, one of the police officer's throats as then he grabs the taser and tasers the other one to the face. Oh, yeah, in the eyeball, <laughs> yeah. in the cheek. Yeah, oh. yeah, exactly. So at this point, he's got eight people that he's killed. Which That's a, is quite a big killing for like twenty four hours, isn't it? Really, certainly is. Yeah, was that when he gets fed up and he then he then goes to tries to cut his hand off? Yes, yes, that is the time. Yeah, and he's just like you know, I'm done with this hand. He tries to use a bagel cutter. <laughs> oh God, that oh yeah, I always get to me for some reason that part. <laughs> Did you want to talk about it then, James? It's just that it rather... It's one of these moments that I remember when I saw it, it rather sort of shocked me when he just put his hand to go and do it. I was like, oh, it really got... I don't know why. 
the one part of the film that really felt like, whoa. <laughs> but yeah, Penup turns around and he says, I think it's home anyway, and says, you know, that doesn't even cut my bagels, so that's not going to work. And then Mick gets the, uh, like, chicken, you know, like, carve in carving knife he puts it above his head and he says he says a really good line and you still <laughs> didn't remember it i still can't remember because no, it's because i'm talking about it it's like i can't remember what it was so but again i can put it in and can you edit that in yeah sure, right. sure. you're really good at this oh thanks <laughs> sorry oh, stop creeping <laughs> 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 I'm actually super good at this, yeah. Al. <laughs> Nick, grab your cover. <laughs> oh, look at me! Look at me! I'm Leatherface! Thanks, Mick. Then the final thing is that they get a massive butcher's knife. He chases his hand around the the table yeah it's a bit like you know when you got scissors and you're you're doing that thing where you stab between your fingers yeah and you keep or a knife or whatever and you're doing it really fast but it was kind of like that in a way but yeah the hand kept moving so then he then turns penub around and puts his hand in his mouth and basically then cuts it straight off doesn't he and then that cuts to another unbelievable scene where an iron has conveniently been left on Oh, yes. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. yeah. So Mick grabs <laughs> the iron and cauterizes the, the hand wound. Yeah. Did you say, did you say cauterizes? Cauterizes, cauterizes. I was going to say, you've been a bit furry against cats again. Yeah. <laughs> I said medical term is justified. Ah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mentioned nothing about the use of cat's eyes earlier that Gemma cruelly suggested on the rumble strips. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know, I made that reference. I was expecting something, but no, nothing. <laughs> it takes a while for these things to percolate sometimes. <laughs> yeah, all all I got was um, all I got was hay bells. Yeah. Don't worry about it. Don't look. It's all right. We're all feline good. <laughs> oh God, <laughs> oh, that's another hundred lines. How do you cut somebody off of this thing? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> But if you accidentally lose his side of the recording. <laughs> yeah. Hey, no accents either. I'm sure I can do that all myself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. On that note, <laughs> you still recording? <laughs> James. I'm yep, still recording. Yeah, I know you are. Just yeah. check. Yep, still recording. <laughs> okay, that's fine. So Mick and Plump decide that they go and get burritos from home. They're also going to go and get a medical kit as well because, you know, Anton is obviously in a lot of pain. Then Anton chases his hand around the kitchen and finally catches it and puts it in the microwave and turns on the microwave, which is a bit of a gross scene. Because he really, he's yeah. slumped on the floor, isn't he? And he realises he's just about to drift off. And he goes, oh, the hand, and he looks over and it says, bad idea, Anton, or bad move. Yeah, bad move. Yeah, that's it, exactly. And then he nukes his hand. Yeah, it's all like popping with blood <laughs> and it's all going all over the place it's it's pretty it's pretty gross but yeah. pretty awesome at the same time he's then yeah like sort of chilling out on the floor because he can't you know like, he's obviously exhausted at this point and he's got a lot of blood loss probably at this point oh, sorry and i just realized we skipped over the lovely molly getting to the door while he's trying when he's trying to chase the hand around was that when he was trying to chase the hand around because i think that is coming up because 
he re- he's slumped on the floor and then he spots the message and then he starts trying to get the hand and she's at the door trying to get him to answer because they're going off to the school disco and he palms oh, her yes. off and she's dressed uh, as a arms. Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh, I'm good at this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, teams can't pun, but you can. <laughs> yeah. That was unintentional. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't Not premeditated. <laughs> I'm defending myself. <laughs> <laughs> Honest girl. I thought James I thought James had really gone then. No, no, I'm just uh, letting it all sink in. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's monkey yes. see monkey do <laughs> <laughs> so yeah so she's at the door and she's uh you know she's a bit pouty at this point isn't she that like she wouldn't have minded if he needed a little bit longer to get his costume sorted even though looking at him he has no costume on <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's pretty obvious what's happened mm. uh, he says look i'll meet you at the dance you go there, you know, because it's the safest place for her to be, yeah. or so he thinks. He just wants her out of the way so he can finish getting the hand sorted out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so then, obviously, Mick and Penub come back. They find the hand in the microwave, which then flies through the window. And they're like, eh! <laughs> and carry on to cook their uh, burritos. <laughs> so, you know. Like you do. Priorities. <laughs> They've got the priorities straight. Yeah, exactly. And then, of course, Anton's like freaking out because they let the hand out. They realise that it's probably going to go to the dance. Yeah, it's a Halloween dance, basically, because I don't think we ever actually covered the dance, did we? No. Mick is getting annoyed with Penub. He's having to carry his head around. So he gets sharp fork and he then basically like puts it down the back of his throat uh, or, you know, spine type place. Mm. Uh, and then like sticks his head on so that, you know, he's, he's permanently back together again. Yeah. <laughs> and then that's when he eats the burrito and it all comes slushing out of the, uh, the, the cut. Yeah, that was grim. <laughs> it is, it is so grim. And of course they've got some, you know, W, you know, they've got some, um, gaffer tape. Gaffer tape, yeah. yeah or gorilla tape. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Other brands available. Yeah. Glad <laughs> 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 you got that one in, Jim. Yeah, <laughs> yeah okay, I'm too. <laughs> he tapes his head on, basically, doesn't he? Yeah. Then they all decide that they are going to go to this Halloween dance that's been put on by the school. Because they've got a curfew, so it's kind of like because of all the killings, all the all the kids have been given a curfew, and this is the only thing that they can do that's going to be fun. Still, Randy's car. Who by now, Randy and Debbie Lecure have met up at a bowling alley, and he's hit on her, and she's sort of fallen for it a little bit. When should I blame her? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. See, even Andy agrees. Pulled in with that <laughs> lovely haircut of his and that chiselled jawline. Ah. <laughs> uh, Yes. Keep describing him. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. They come speeding around the corner in the RV. And then uh, just as you see the the lads running across the road to steal his Ford that he, uh, that Randy works so hard on. (laughs) Uh, The Ford. The Ford. And of course it's a manual or a stick shift. Uh, for the American listeners. Uh, so Anton can't drive it because obviously he's got no hand. 
yeah so it's like him and mick that are basically driving the car so he's he's shifting as as uh anton is driving hmm. then they get to the dance and did anyone want to cover the car scene? So there's there's two there's a lovely couple sat in the car, just who are an excellent taste in music. music yeah, with a, a fantastic uh, kiss costume on in homage to yeah. one of the best bands ever, and yeah. they're just having a gentle chit chat before they go into the dance. You know, get themselves ready. No, they're, <laughs> no, they're not. They're just they're making out in the car, <laughs> getting yeah. all hot and heavy. She's sweating her makeup off, so they decide to open the window, don't they? That's it. And while they go back to making out, the hand creeps up and in and through the open window. And, uh, <gasps> and again, I have to take exception at the re- the lack of realism because, you know, that is that what those two are doing in the car is just not possible with the door closed. I'm sorry. He, he, he can't bend that much. <laughs> it could be double yeah, jointed. It, it ruined the whole scene for me. I had to put the tissue down. It could down be treble jointed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He doesn't need a girl for that, then, if he's treble-jointed. But uh, anyway, so um, <laughs> he's, he's kissing her Keep belly, yeah, and he's got his hands on her, <laughs> on her breasts. And then the, she realises when she feels the third one and looks down. Yes. And then the evil hand cuts it all short and strangles her and it's quite, bashes his head against the, the window. Yeah. Even though it's not attached to anything, so I can't actually... But anyway, that's straying off into realism again. <laughs> yeah, well, it's so evil that it's got every single power. Yeah. It's got all the powers of the world. It can so that's gravity. why. <laughs> yes. <Yeah>. Yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. It's supernatural. So, yeah, so it kills the two Kiss fans making out in the car before making oh, his way into the building. Oh, such a shame. So, yeah, and then it, like, runs into the, it, well, runs into the building. I don't think it runs in, but it flies into the building somehow. Then followed by the three lads. So you've got, you know, everyone probably knows everybody's name by now, but it's Anton, Mick and Penub. They all run in and like Anton, uh, sorry, Penub is making the comment of, oh, that's such a waste, you know, yeah. when he's looking into the car and seeing the, the beautiful lady with her boobs out. I'm going to, I'm going to skip the bit about the head teacher, by the way, because obviously, unless anybody else wants to cover that, but. Well, no, it's, it's, it's a bit of a wasted scene, really, because he's just yeah. doing dial-up porn. And it's just a segue into him doing James's favourite bit. Yeah. <laughs> James just, hasn't got anything to say, so, I yeah. think, so I'm going to carry on. I'm bored of this conversation. I didn't even write the film. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I did like the film. I love the film. It's a very specific part of it. I just, I just can't talk about it because yeah. I don't really know anything. <laughs> Can we just get to end so I can talk about Molly on top of car? <laughs> oh, okay. Neither of you don't sound like that. No. <laughs> well, you don't sound like me. All right, my lover. Alright. Hello, welcome to Talking Colours, Codswellers. Alright, my just... name's Jimmer, and this is Talking Codswellers Podcast. <laughs> I'm just leaving your message. No, I'm fucking not. <laughs> now, am I West Country, or am I like the end? <laughs> oh, we're so close to the end. Can yeah. we just get through this now? Yeah. You realise <laughs> okay. the film is only one hour. Th- 32 and we're on one hour 43 <laughs> yeah <laughs> but we have been talking yeah. god's wallet yeah. so yeah so right. the, so who is the band that are playing that they've snagged well such no a great just band? before 
just beforehand. Oh, sorry, yeah. uh, I just wanted to say, because this whole bit is my favorite scene of the entire film, to be honest. So we've gone, you know, you, we have been introduced to the band, which is the offspring. And I absolutely love the offspring. And Dexter Holland is awesome in, you know, uh, basically they, they are the band on, at the school. So all of the kids are, doing typical dances you know but not very good ones not the kind of dance that i would be doing if the offspring were playing yeah. molly <laughs> loses points because her dancing is god awful it is awful isn't it yeah it's it, basically yeah it's like a 70s dance move isn't it yeah i i, I you'll be disowned you wouldn't be my girlfriend that would be no, right. no sorry no you can look as cute as you like but that no that's wrong yeah yeah sorry love you yeah. just don't cut the mustard yeah. <laughs> delete my number from your phone no, 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 yeah, let please. me see you do it <laughs> <laughs> to like, it goes to a scene where the hand is actually sharpening his fingers and you know it's actually putting it through like a pencil sharpener but one of those electric ones so that Which it's got really really cool it is isn't it really cool it's a great idea. And the reason why the hand has done this is not only because every, everybody is in the school hall. So the hand is back in the room again and has locked the door, but also broken the lock off the door. So nobody can get out. So it's basically, it's a bit like Carrie at this point. <laughs> and, you know, Anton has run up on stage and he's like trying to get everybody's uh, attention because there's a killer in the room but of course everyone laughs because they're all dressed like killers because it's halloween it's a halloween party isn't it so- yeah so he sort of tries as hard as he can but he eventually has to give up because uh dexter holland you know takes the mic off him and says look who wants to have a party <laughs> and then all of a sudden the hand drops down and rips the top of uh dexter's Beautiful head off. <laughs> Scalps him. I don't know if he ever died from that, because I, I, I don't know if the, you could actually die from that, but yeah, still. I don't think you'd be very well afterwards, so let's be honest. I don't no. know, a couple of paracetamol, you'll be, you'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, as long as he keeps it, you know, he might be able to get his stitch back on. <laughs> a, couple, a couple of weeks away from the cameras, no one would ever know. No, exactly. I guess Anton did. Based on my design, though, 
wanna dance? Hell yeah! Okay. <laughs> uh, no, no. We're supposed to find Molly. Quit being such a skirt. We'll look for her while we dance. Come on, there's plenty of chicks here. <laughs> Careful, it's all gonna loose. Cool. yesterday. Yeah, it sliced me up real good. <laughs> well, you out there? Come out of here, kid! So, of course, that is the first time that everybody starts freaking out. So, Typically, Stampede starts, basically, doesn't it? And Molly and her friend... Who's been making out with Nob. So we didn't we skipped over the necrophilia part. Oh, yeah. Oh, Did you want to true. cover that bit? Yeah. No, it was just a throwaway comment, yeah, because obviously okay. she, she, uh, she's hitting on Nob and Mick gets insanely jealous because he's... Uh, obviously, there's no one after him. And, uh, no. yeah, they're making out. And, again, lack of realism. She doesn't even realise he's stinky breath death breath mm. yeah or cold or cold fact. yeah and yeah. his head keeps sliding around <laughs> yeah because he literally has to put his hand on the top of his head to yeah. dance doesn't he yeah <laughs> but anyway yeah so that's just a little yeah. dry but yeah so yeah there but she's it's molly's friend who has the good idea of going into the uh, air vents mm. yes which is the staple for all good action movies yeah little uh, reference there to die hard Mm. There's loads of references in this in the film now that I now that we're talking about it. So, sort of, okay, oh yeah, because yeah, you've you're right. Cause you've had the American Werewolf with the dead people, yeah. visible dead people, the, the way they've been hurt. You've got Carrie with the um, the the, the, da- you know, the the Halloween dance. You've got the yeah. Shining with the door. Evil Dead with the hand to a degree. Yeah, and the bed is that Nightmare on Elm Street or is that something yes. else? No, you're right. It will be. Yeah. Yeah, it could be. Yeah. yeah. I only took four watches of the film to get all the references. You know, films are wasted <laughs> on me. <laughs> at, least you, at least you did finally find them, though. Yeah, that's it. I just want to see explosions. <laughs> <laughs> Hurry up to the kissing part. <laughs> so they're crawling down the air vent, 
and you know trying to sort of crawl down as quickly as possible and of course what you know what happens at the end of an air vent there's a fan Mm. there's a fan yeah they get to the fan and molly comes up with the idea that she's going to use her friend's shoe sorry i don't know her friend's name so it might be tanya i think it's tanya but it is now yeah she uses her shoe to stop the fan from moving which works successfully which was really good and her friend is actually dressed up as a devil so I think it's like something like the whip or something that she's got with her. Yeah. Some of the one of the props it's the whip, anyway. Yeah. It ties it around uh, so that you know it's basically like a rope, so they can actually get down quite mm-hmm. easily. And Molly heads on down, but then Tanya starts freaking out. So to to which it's kind of like, well, why didn't you know if Molly was freaking out, why didn't you make her go first? Yeah, mm. <laughs> they would have mm. both survived. But true, sorry, spoiler true. alert. <laughs> I mean, one of them dies. Yeah. Oh, God, don't, don't destroy. Andy Sandy's so innocent, and let's not destroy it for him. Yeah. I, I keep stopping just watching the two girls crawling down the air vent. That, that's the end of the film for me. I don't need to see anything else. <laughs> <laughs> I can't imagine why that's the where you stop. <laughs> Run out of tissues. <laughs> stop it, Andy. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> lads, lads, lads. <laughs> right there's ladies present yeah sorry that's okay right so and also then you've got Penub and mick that are also crawling down the air vent and uh mick gets his bottle caught in one of the <laughs> one of the like you know connections to the next mm-hmm. air vent sort of thing so which is quite funny all of a sudden molly notices that the rope is being pulled up and she's shouting up to her friend, why are you pulling the rope up? And it isn't her, it's the hand. <gasps> then all of a sudden, Molly sees her friend come flying through the air vent with a rope around her neck, or whatever the prop is. Whip. <laughs> whip, yeah. <laughs> a whip around yeah. her neck. And, yeah, and then, of course, you see the hand sort of playing with the shoe and whips it out and then the friend whees up to the sky <laughs> and gets chopped into pieces wow we're getting sound effects as well talented voices yeah. sound effects and apparently even edit it's theatre of the mind yeah. this real theatre of the mind yeah. fuck off <laughs> <laughs> And so, yeah, so she then gets brutally cut up into millions of pieces, basically. And Mick makes the joke of, well, Penub, did you still want a piece of her? (laughs) 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 You can grab any piece you like now.
doesn't she get dragged off to the art room mm. where they have that really freaky scene with all the puppets? Yes, yes, she does because yeah, basically she opens up the door to the art room and then like a vase or something falls onto her head mm. and knocks her out, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. And then Anton comes across the shattered pottery and goes into the room stupidly, and then he sees that puppet just turning in the um, oh, Punch and Judy type show thing yeah and he dives on through to tackle it and uh, chaos ensues and then the the hand ultimately chooses that really freaky mr potato head type thing that changes his expressions oh god yeah yeah yeah, yeah. that cartoon <laughs> character one Ooh. but anyway yeah so yeah. the so he's anton's fighting the hand and then the the two boys then crash through the air vents because they're still up in the ducting system trying to find a way down and then they crash on top of Anton, and the hand escapes um, with the lovely Molly. Yep. And I think okay. we can hand over to James, because I think James has been <laughs> waiting for an hour and 54 minutes to now talk about the, the closing sequences. Well, she seems to have got herself in a rather a, a tight spot, um, <laughs> doesn't she? <laughs> and now she's... Not the only thing that's right, tight, James. Sorry. <laughs> 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 Let's let James talk. Yeah, I've got anything wrong on this. I'm sure that Andy will point me in the right direction. Yes, Um, he will. I'm sure he's he's committed the scene to memory. She's obviously, she's stuck basically, isn't she, on top of a car. Um, And it's, correct me if I'm wrong, but it's going to get crushed. Is that right? Basically, what's going to happen is, is that she is strapped strapped to the roof of the car and it's on a lever motion so basically it's being levered up to the ceiling where there's a pentagram Mm -hmm. because it's yeah it's gonna push her through the portal yes and obviously what they're trying to do is get her off get her uh go on no no i said ha 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 Get her off. You people you people with your dirty thoughts and your dirty minds. I just meant they're trying to untie her. Of course you did. (laughs) So obviously they're trying to untie her then, to be precise from the car, you know, as she's tied with leather straps and anyway, but um (laughs) Sorry, James, carry on. I'll mute myself or I'll interject. The thing that got me uh, when I was watching this is I I initially couldn't quite work out what happened when she suddenly appeared to just be in her underwear. Yeah. But obviously what had happened, and it was important, very important point, obviously moving the plot forward, is the fact that her entire dress, her wonderful angel dress, had been ripped off her because they they couldn't get her off the vehicle. Yeah. Uh, And the point that was made by Andy earlier is that at that point the film finished as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. Credits roll. Yeah. Okay, that's not when they've finished. No, Let me carry on. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it's a, she's she's slowly, painfully, slowly going up to the roof, and uh, yeah. So Anton's struggling with the ropes, and the boys mm. are trying to struggle with the lever, and uh, the hand then comes in and pushes his weight up against it, so they yeah. can't pull it down. And uh, yeah. they come across Nub's art project. <laughs> Fake oh, art yes. project, yes. Yeah. And it's one of the greatest art projects I've ever seen in my life. It's a beast. <laughs> yeah. It's uh, a bong made out of... Uh, Exhausts. Auto parts, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. You need a strong set of lungs to wield that bad boy. It's a brilliant it, idea, yeah. let's be honest. Yeah. I have to say, that was really good. Yeah. But don't go. Don't be cheap and get a used one. Oh. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> And so then Anton gets 
<laughs> then Anton gets the idea that if he smokes some of the, the bong or some of the weed, sorry, mm-hmm. that, you know, and he then blows it up the, the inside of the, the hand, basically. I'm trying to think what I'm talking about now. Yeah, it, blow, it hits the, uh, to, yeah. it takes a big lungful and blows it into the puppet. So the hand gets absolutely yeah. baked. Molly is seeing all this and she's like, what? You're smoking weed with your friends? That's a very yeah, good impression. She have bigger uh, fish to fry at that point, wouldn't Yeah. 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 I refrain but, from using the stereotypical voice there, Gemma. So just to get that one noted. Okay. But if you were to use that voice, how would it go? <laughs> Why are you smoking weed with your friends and going, me, 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 me? <laughs> Something like that, I believe. Lovely. <laughs> That's, That's all I hear anyway. <laughs> <laughs> That's the sound. Of, is there a mouse in here? Me, 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 me. And luckily, just as her nose is touching the ceiling or squished against the ceiling, the car stops. So thankfully, she doesn't get sucked into hell. So that's obviously very good. Um, but they're still struggling. The guys are still struggling to get the get the car down. And the hand so, comes out of its stone stupor, doesn't it? And tries to still try and stop them. Yes. And then in works Deb in walks Debbie with uh, Randy. Randy. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, you see the hand go flying for Mick or going for Anton and she throws the knife and it goes through the hand and stabs uh, Mick. And and then how did did you describe the the scene where the hand disappears again? (laughs) (laughs) You do that again, Gemma, just so we've got it absolutely right. Yeah. Yeah. A massive anti-climax, wasn't it? It was, yeah. Because everyone was expecting, like, fireworks mm. and smoke and, you know, fire. Explosions. <laughs> you know, like, explosions and everything. But, oh, it just goes... <laughs> you, you, to be fair, we, we more expected hell on earth than we got. Yeah. yeah. Everything <laughs> just fizzled out. Yeah. A flat tyre. To be honest, even my impression of it is actually an improvement of yeah. what it was. Yeah. <laughs> You're making it sound out to be better than it actually is, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, Gemma, you are basically the fan edit of this film. Yeah. I am. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then, uh, of course, then Molly is so happy because she gets pulled off of the roof, you know, saved by Anton, her hero. Oh, you're my hero. You're the best <laughs> thing in the world. And they start making out underneath the car. She's not advisable. No. Not advisable. No. It's uh, probably better if you didn't. We'll do a risk assessment first. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, okay, the heat at the moment. Yeah. There's a passion killer. Let me just get my paperwork. <laughs> yeah, they got all jacked up and... Oh. Yeah. Premeditated again. <laughs> 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 Let it flow. <laughs> and then the car falls down and crushes Anton. <laughs> and all of his hopes and dreams with it. 
Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Then all of a sudden a doorway opens. Not a real doorway, but a a sacred doorway opens. And it's basically the doorway to heaven, isn't it? Yeah. And yeah, so Mick and Penub decide that it's their time they have to go on now. Because, you know, they've well, this is no the first time, didn't they? So <laughs> it was too it's too far the first time. This time they've now decided that they they've had a little adventure. They need to go back, and then also Anton has got the choice of whether he wants to go or if he wants to stay and see how things pan out, pan out with Molly. And so yeah, he decides to stay, and and it's cut to the last scene which is him in a hospital bed and he's literally bandaged head to foot. Mm. Well, actually, head is the only thing That's that not, is yeah. a bandage. Yeah, so it's every other part of him that is bandaged. He's done very, very well, but clearly there's not been much damage to his head. Yeah. Not the money maker, yeah. no. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> every other part of him is completely crushed. And, you know, there's Molly by the side of him and, you know, like... She's it's sort of the visiting hours are over, so she kisses him goodbye, and that's when Mick and Penub turn up again. Mm-hmm. But this time they're angels. Oh, oh! They, they got, got the little fairy wings, and they're looking all cute. <laughs> 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 and they, so he's sort of like, "Hey guys!" And the nurse is looking at him weird, like there's no one here yeah. apart from me. <laughs> Maybe they've upped his meds. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then it's basically the end scene that they have a little chat about, you know, the fact that they've gone to heaven and whatnot. And yeah, so the last part is they're going to the going to the vending machine, does he want anything? <laughs> and they turn off the light and what is above the bed I'm under the bed. I'm under the bed. And he screams. <laughs> he screams. And it's like the ending is like the two of uh, Mick and Penub turn, uh, turning around and saying, he really does scream like a girl. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> roll credits. Yeah, roll credits. It's been lots of hours. <laughs> We've been recording for it's ages. It's been two hours, four minutes and 19 seconds. <laughs> Yeah. I'd just like to say that it's also been educational because we've discussed yeah. the various other films there's references. Consider this the director's cut. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. With commentary. Good point well put. Yeah, definitely. It's a good call. And uh Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I don't and, know. and we're and we're ending just like the killing <laughs> of the hand. <laughs> and I'm done. Yeah. See you tomorrow. Yeah. Bye. <laughs> yeah. yeah, just wrap this up for us, please. So, you know, like, would you advise it for people to go and see? If you want a throwaway film, a bit of a cheeky laugh, it's great. It's a great watch. It's, it's a good one hour, 32 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. And this is. second that. If you want something where there will be some moments that do slightly shock you, uh, but you want something you can sort of put your brain in neutral and have a good laugh at, perfect. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> 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 no, I do. I really love this film. It's you know, it's a childhood favorite of mine, so I would recommend it definitely. So, and I guess that's why we're talking about it as well, isn't it? Yeah. So, it makes you, but yeah, it makes you so, smile, doesn't it? It's it's a yeah. good thing. You know, it makes you feel if you've had a bad day. Here's the best way to describe it: you've had a bad day. 
you want to improve improve things and feel better about stuff and look at the lighter side and dark side of life. Yeah. Not for the easily offended. No. No. Before you go, Andy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, did you want to uh, give your Twitter details or any social media information so people can sort of hurl abuse at you of all the political things that you've been saying and stuff? Yep. So if you want to hurl abuse <laughs> at me or you want to catch uh, any PBR facts if and when they drop an episode, um, you can follow me yeah. at AndyBar79. Um, if you want to see really dull videos of, of me running and lots of other pictures, you can get me on Instagram at the same. Ah. Uh-huh. Lovely. Also, you could discuss cats with Andy. Yes. Big cat fan. I think everybody should send hashtag... Cats. Uh, cats. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so let's bombard Andy with pictures, cute kitten pictures. Yes. <laughs> please. Please. If you're a listener of this podcast, please do that. And copy in at Pod as well. Please. Reaches for and... phone, sets notification mute. <laughs> yeah but i've got andy's facebook so i will be re- i will be sending them on yeah. if he does do that oh another one oh look another one i think we've been talking enough cods while it- we've been definitely doing it for a lot longer than we thought <laughs> i believe in my opinion that's a wrap Thank you for listening to this week's Talking Codswallop. If you enjoyed this episode, why not go back and listen to the previous episodes? You can find Talking Codswallop on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram at Codswallop Pod. This podcast is available on Podbean, No Phony Podcast Network, iTunes, Stitcher and many other podcast mediums. Thank you for listening to our Codswallop.